0: Good morning. Today, Bez Rosh Hashem will be learning Daf Lamed Aleph in Maseches Rosh Hashanah. But as Andrew will be quick to point out, we're going to be starting 14 lines up from the bottom of Lamed Ambed Bez. Okay. We were talking about <clears throat> the idea of the shir. This is what the mission said. That what happened was that when the Adim would come and if they were allowed to come too late, they would be mechalkelem Bashir. And then that's why they said we're not going to take you. We're not going to accept your testimony after mincha because we can't be doing the wrong shear. We already pointed that out yesterday. It's not just the wrong shear, the wrong carbonus and everything like that. Now the question was: there was machlokets. What was this kill call? Was machlokets between the Tanakam and Rabbi Zera whether it meant that they didn't say the shear altogether because they were waiting, or as Rabbi Zera says. They were actually saying the wrong shear, which is to say the shear of Chol. As we've described in the Gemara, we're talking about a scenario of Rosh Hashanah, and therefore in Rosh Hashanah, you don't say the shear of Chol. So, we're <clears throat> going to take it through the scenario. We're basically uh, going to start seeing um, examples of how they probably did say the shear regardless. They're not going to just do the Korbanus without singing, after all. You have the Levium there, and that's what they do. They sing. Right? And so they did not wait, but they probably sang the wrong sheer. So let's see. Remember, in terms of malacha, they were already keeping like the malachas. So it is interesting uh, once you talk about historically, you know, were they davening? What were they davening? You know, if you're going to say that they were davening the way we think of it today, <coughs> it was a little different in those days. But be that as it may, let's start. So Masri so, Ravacha Barhuna. This is going to prove one way or the other or at least attempt to prove whether they didn't say Shira while they were waiting, the Levium, or whether they said a Shira of Chol. So it says, when you have a Rosh Hashanah, right, you're going to bring the carbon Tamid, and you bring it like regular, so this is just like in a regular case. What do you normally do on Rosh Hashanah? So you bring it according to standard, uh, when, once you bring the carbon Tamid, everything is as if it's a weekday. Things don't get really Rosh Hashanah-y, until you get to Musaf. But Musaf mahu Omer says okay? <clears throat> That is a Pasuk in Tehillim that happens to be what we say on the Shir Yom of Thursday. It happens to be that the Shir Yom for Rosh Hashanah is the Shir Yom of Thursday. As we will see, we're going to be going through all the Shir Yom. Okay, so So fine, so the, so the Tamid is like Chol, and The Musaf is unique to Rosh Hashanah, and that you say the Thursday's what we call the Thursday Shushar That in Mincha, what does he say? Call Hashem Yachil Bar, the beautiful uh, right, the the beautiful uh, pasuk again into Tehillim, that we say Uvizman Rosh Hashanah And now, what are you going to do if Rosh Hashanah falls on Thursday? You've already said in Musaf the the Shushar for Thursday, so <clears throat> and. Don't forget, you already said the shir shayom of Shacharis, and it's the same shir shayom. So says the Gemara, on the day that Rosh Hashanah falls out on Thursday, shir shalom harninu l'lokim uzenu, where you've already said the shir shayom at the Tometh shal Shachar, and you've already said the same one, harninu l'lokim uzenu. So what's the problem? The problem is, you say, oh, a so you say it twice. They don't want to say it twice. Okay? You don't want to repeat the same shira. You want to get in multiple themes, or you want to at least not get a repetition of the theme. It's because it's, it seems, uh, maybe you could say I didn't see any um, anything specifically wrong with it, other than I could speculate that if one is supposed to be a Rosh Hashanah theme and one is supposed to be a Thursday theme, so maybe if you are repeating it and it's supposed to have a dual meeting, it could have like sort of a confusion of uh, right of, of impact in terms of what of what you are right uh, mixed messages, if you will. Right, one is supposed to be the whatever message is supposed to get out of the of on Thursday. One is supposed to be for Thursday, and one's supposed to be for Rosh Hashanah. So they don't want to say both, but they're okay with saying a portion of one. So this is what the, um, uh, the, right, the Brisa continues to say. That on a typical Rosh Hashanah, what you would do is, La Yom Omer Harninu. Right? If you fall if Rosh Hashanah falls out of Thursday, where the shear of Shayom is going to be Harninu, so you're not going to say Harninu and shachris. Rather, right? Because we do not want to repeat the perak. So, so rather, what do you do? So you say hasirosi mishevel shechmo. Now hasirosi mishevel Shihmo is actually the same capital Tehillim, is just later. It's the middle of the regular Thursday Shir Shiryong. What's going on here? So again, this is, why was this Shir Shiryong picked? Rashi explains. It's the Shir Shiryong that refers to Yosef HaTzadik being released from prison. And we have a tradition that that happened on Rosh Hashanah. Right, we already learned in the Gemara that that's one of the things that happened in Rosh Hashanah. Anyway, so so he so he left from prison that day. So that's why we want to say it. That's not why we say it on Thursday. We're not commemorating Yosef's release from prison, but we have as the Gemara will go uh, over why we say that particular one on Thursday. In fact, we we'll go over why we say each one of our Shiyosher Be that as it may, what you're going to do is you're going to say the second half of that to him, which is most appropriate. Um, which is the reason what, which I guess is most appropriate for Thursday, you're going to say that at Shachris, okay? Okay? It really means, there's some girsa issues here, it really means if the Eidim are going to come in time, then you're going to say Harninu, okay? Then you're going to say, so So there's two ways of, say, uh, of, of understanding this. What it basically means is if you're going to have a regular Thursday, then you would say the whole Harninu. Okay? If you're gonna have, and then, you're, and then if the Adam come, right, and it turns out that it's Rosh Hashanah, again, the gersas here are a little weird, but I'll say it outside. What it's trying to say is that, that you're going to say, if, if you think that it's, that it's a regular chol, you're gonna say the full Harninu, the full Thursday's Yom, And if Adam come, it turns out that it's Rosh Hashanah, then Omer Harninu, Aphel Pishachozer, Vekofel Taperek. Okay, then you're going to say Haninu, anyways, uh, even though you're going to be Kofel the parak. So really, again, different ways um, that that text reads, but what it basically means is like this: that if you know for sure it's Rosh Hashanah, then you're going to only say the second half of the Shushayim of Thursday, and then when the Adam come late, or when you or rather when it comes time for Musaf, you'll say the first half. If you think it's going to be a regular Thursday, you'll say the whole thing, and then if it turns out that it's Rosh Hashanah, you're going to say the whole thing again at Musaf. Right? So you're going to say the whole thing at Chakras and then again at Musaf, even at peril of repeating it, just because it is what it is. It's Rosh Hashanah, and therefore that is the Shir Shayom for the Rosh Hashanah at Musaf. Well, says the Gemar, All of this is good and well, In other words, if the Edom haven't haven't come yet and you act like it's a regular Thursday and say the whole thing, right, at the risk of repeating, that's only when you're not sure and when you are not sure. It means like Rabzeira that you are actually saying the wrong, right? It all comes to, to teach you, to show you the sheet of Rabzera. That it's not like you wait to find out what day it is and you omit the Shir Shal No. You say the Shir Shal of Chal, right? That's why it says that you're repeating it. islam or Right, but if it's like the Tanakama who says that you don't say anything when you don't know which day it is, you don't say any Shir Shalyam, my Omer of So, why would the Brysa say that you're repeating it? So, as we arrive at Lamed Lamadal, the Gemara says, Shiny Hasam, Tashir de he. That whole Brysa doesn't prove between the Tanakama and the verb Zera because that all only applies to a Thursday. Because a Thursday, anyways, it's the appropriate Shir Shalyam. So the worst thing that could happen is you'll say it twice. And that's the only reason that that brysa will say that for sure you're going to say it in uh, just in case. You're going to say the shir shoyam shalchol. So you happen to pick the brysa where it's the one case when it falls out on a Thursday when we're going to do that. But any other time we're going to actually omit it uh, so as not to say the wrong. So it is in fact wrong. Remember um, what, we, uh, what we were we Mishabish By being, by leaving out the last line yesterday was, there's no greater shibush than leaving out, right, what you're gonna say. So maybe that's not true. In other words, those were the two ways of saying it. What's the worst case scenario? To not say, uh, to not say the shir shayom or to say the wrong one? So this, Bryce assumes it's wrong, it's wrongger to say the wrong one perhaps, right? Because if you don't know what you're gonna say, if you don't want to say the wrong thing, so you maybe won't say anything at all. However, on a Thursday, when whatever you're going to say is going to be the same thing that you're going to end up saying again anyway, that's not quite as bad. And therefore, this price applies only to Thursday. Um, Andrew, does this get you in a Shir shayom frame of mind? Oh, I'm glad because that's where we're going to handle now. Why was the Shir shayom said? uh, How how do we design each individual uh, Shir shayom? right? The Tehillim that we say... Per, to correspond to the consecutive days. So Tanya, we learn in in Brahza. Rabbi Yudai, Shum Rabbi Akiva. Ooh, from Rabbi Akiva. This all we'll check out. You look at the center, you'll see that these are the Khutpitahilim that we say for the Shil Shahom. Sunday you say Lashem Al Shem Shekana. Because Lashem right, it means that everything belongs to Hashem. That's the first day. It corresponds to the first day of creation where Hashem Kana Ve'Hikne right? Basically he, he uh, Kana really means acquired, as we know, Kenyan Also means created. Right? Hikneh. And he gave it over to us, so to speak. V'shalet ba'olamah. And he rules over. That's what he does on the first day of creation. M'sheni mehayu omrim. Godol Hashem humulal me'od. Hashem is great, and he's praised. What does that have to do with the second day? says the Gemara, Right? In other words, he was separating as Rashi explains, chilek ma'asav, Right? And he made a separation, as Rashi explains, between those things that are high and those things that are low. So once you created the world, um, this is what uh, Goranowitz was asking. What does Kedusha mean? Well, there's high and there's low. If you can keep it high, and you separate from the top and bottom, that sort of like symbolizes the very first, most fundamental separation that there is. And as soon as the world was created, the second day, as soon as the world was created on the first day, the second day, this was like first order of business. Just quoted you. al-Mashiach. Okay. Garano, it's the second day, Hashem made a difference between the top and the bottom. That which is Kaddish, as we discussed, and that which is mundane. Bashlishi daf dafi'omi coincidence. Can you believe I stole a joke from Arya Leibowitz from last cycle? Get it? Bashlishi, because today is Tuesday, dafi'omi coincidence. Anyway. The Tehillim says Hashem stands in the divine assembly. What does that have to do? shigila Right, he's standing. In order to stand, so to speak, you're standing on terra firma, solid ground, because he was. What? He exposed the land with his wisdom. In other words, uh, he exposed the land. The land was created. And prepared the world for his Adah, uh, his assembly. And therefore, right, made solid ground for people to sit on. Uh-oh. Now we're getting into revenge, right? We're saying that Tehillim, we're talking about all the Shir Shalyom. So on Wednesday, you say Hashem is vengeful. What? What? What's the vengeance that comes into the fourth day of creation?
1: Because uh, the Lord is vengeful. Should we also
0: be revengeful? No. Why not? Uh, because, uh, well, if you're Pinchas, you can be. But it's not the worst question in the world. It's, a, you know, like in, in some uh, circles, they say God is love. Well, God is love. That's true. But he's also love. He's also vengeance. He's also, right? We, we speak of Hashem being... Uh, anthropomorphically, we, Hashem can't be angry, but we speak of it. Um, there is vengeance to, like, Haman, right? And we have Parsha Zachar, and all of those things. However, um, we're not supposed, to, we, we can't really, uh, be sure that we're not being self-serving. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but we, but we can't be, we can't be sure that we're not being self-serving. So you gotta be very careful with that going on. All right. So I say, Elnak Hashem, what, what was the vengeful what was the vengefulness on the fourth day of creation? Al Shem Shibara Alvana created the sun and the moon. The Asidli Parame of Dayan. So what's going to happen in the future? You can have Ovday of uh that are going to worship the sun and the moon. And so that planted the seeds of where the vengefulness comes, right? So again, he's exacting punishment and vengefulness on those who are betraying Hakar with the Avodzara. So we're supposed to have that attitude towards the Vodazah. It's a terrible thing that we're supposed to steer very, very far away from. Sing joyously. So these are all the, right, the Shir Shoyams that we're singing. What does it have to do with singing to Hashem? So what? Because of the fact that Hashem created the fish and, and the, and the uh, birds... That's why we're singing to Hashem. What does it have to do? Are the sing? Are the birds and the fish singing to Hashem? Maybe that's one shot. Rashi says it a little different. Wow. When you see all the different toucans and birds and all the different species, it's so enthralling that you bring Shabbat Hashem. That really brings uh, brings it um, to light. And therefore, that's the, don't forget, that's the Harnini loki muzenu. That's what we say on Rosh Hashanah. That's what we say on uh, on the third on Thursday. Okay, and Yomrim Hashem Malach Yuslavesh. On the sixth day, Friday, sixth day of that week, on Friday, we say Hashem Malach Yuslavesh. Hashem starts getting dressed for Shabbos. Right, his grandeur, he's rained and he's donning his grandeur. Hashem Shikumar Malachto He completed his work. He's starting to rain. That's why he say Hashem Malach. He's becoming the king of the world, meaning he created man, and he's starting to reign over his creations. Can I ask you
1: why don't they put this in the Siddur? Because this, this
0: should be in the Siddur. It is in the Siddur. We we have the Shir Shal Yom in the Siddur, and so this is going through every Shir Shal right. and explaining why. Did you, never, did you ever look at the Siddur and wonder why we're saying specific to Pitok Tehillim on specific days? Right. This right. is the Gemara that explains it. Amazing, no? Thank you. Thank you. And he, and he, Anytime now, you're already you're already playing with house money today, and then finally, bashvi Omrin. So you would think on Shabbos it would say like it would have some sort of pasuk that has to do with the day of Shabbos. However, it says mizmor There's nothing wrong with that. Mizmor is what we say. That sounds like a very appropriate to Hillen. However, Yom shekulo Shabbos, the Gemara goes off menu and says, this not has to do with the seventh day of, of creation, but rather it's referring to the end of days, to the Yom Shekulo Shabbos. Wow. This is Rabbi Huda according to Rabbi Akiva. What are you so wow? What's so wow? Tell me. Because it's not really referring to the seventh day of creation, as it were, but it's referring to the end of days. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm a Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Nechemia argued with Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Akiva. And he says, Ma Referring to Rabbi Kiva, the Chalak Prakim Alalu. Why did he say these these Prakim correspond to these days in those ways? As we're going to see, he has no issue with the first six. So we're going to run through them real quick because it's Daf Yomi gold. It's just a direct repetition of the first six. It's only on the seventh that he has an issue, as we'll see. Ella, it should be like this. That's what we said. Bashani, right, that he was kind of the world. Bashani, Yeah, Monday is because he made the land and he was malachalim. That's what we said. Bashlishi, adaso. On Tuesday, he exposed the land. That's, uh, I'm sorry, on the second day, he separated the high and the low. My bad. On the second day, he separated the high and the low. And then Bashlishi, uh, that's what I meant to say. He exposed the land. That's what we said. On Wednesday is when he made the sun and the earth and the moon. And that's when he has the kelna kamos. Because they're going to be the ovdei avarzar. Just like we said. That you have the fishies and the birds. And therefore you're going to praise his name. So, so far everything is the same. Just like we said, that he completed the good creation and he became king over. So, what's the problem? It says Rabbi Nehemia. However, Bashvi Al on seventh day it should be what? That's what I would have said. Not Yom Shikulo Shabbos. Mismershili Yom Shabbos because he's keeping Shabbos on that day. It has to do not with the end of days, but the Shir Shali Yom Shabbos has to do with the seventh day of creation. Oh, so that makes sense. How does he rest? He's got
1: to keep the world going. How can he
0: rest on the, the, the seventh day? So, so, the, so the, that's a great question. I mean, it's a great philosophical question, but it's one of the most, uh, how do I say this, like a proof to the fact, you know, everybody talks about evolution and things, and things happening. The fact that Hashem uh, stopped it I, I don't know if I, if I, if I get into this, but what does it mean to rest? What does it mean, Shabbos? It's almost like you're, instead of perpetual motion, we can only understand it in human terms. We're perpetual motion all week long. On Shabbos, the way I'd like to think of it is reflection. Okay, reflection. That, is, in that sense, the Yom Shekulah Shabbos and the Shabbos, as we know it, uh, ha, are similar, right? They're both times for, uh, reflection of what's actually going on once you stop the actual, uh, activity. Okay. So now, what's the basis of this, of this machlokas, whether it's uh, referring to Yom Shekul or Shabbos or it's referring to the Shabbos day itself? Now, don't, don't forget um, that, oh, as a matter of fact, you know what? I wasn't going to read this, but it, we say Tov Lehodos la Lashem on Shabbos. So I saw a beautiful note in the art scroll. It says that it reflects the attitude where you're elevated when you emulate Hashem. Hashem, because you don't have the daily struggle for sustenance, right? So that's, that's, that's maybe closer to your point, right? We always struggle just to make it through the day, right? Um, uh, so we're just when I, when, I, when I left the house this morning, somebody's struggling in front of my car to make it already through the day for some reason. So man, man's mind and heart, right, opens up to the perception of Hashem's ways, which is to say... On Shabbos, we have a heightened sense of spirituality because we're not just trying to struggle to make it through the day. In that way, we're doing what you said, which We're imitating Hashem because Hashem doesn't have to struggle to make it through his day. So Hashem always has that sense of, right, perspective. I don't know how you would call it. So we too, once we are already, so to speak, rested and we don't have to worry about how we're going to make it through the day, we have the luxury, so to speak, of contemplation and, 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 uh, and so that is the highest sort of expression of the imotatio dei, or however you say it, the velachta uh, the, the Bidrakhov.. Okay. Now, so what's the machlokis? Why would you say end of days versus Shabbos days? It so says the Gemara, katina. They disagree about the statement of katina. Damar of katina, what do you say? Shisa alfe shnei hava'ama. says the world is going to be 6,000 years. Uh, Birnbaum points out, because we're in 57, right? Tavshin pei bays. So we're getting close. So Birnbaum points out that uh, I think Rabbi David Katz says it's not gonna be before six thousand years either, so we're getting closer than we think. Then after that, Bachad Cheruv, the one thousand years of destruction, Shneemar, Viniska A Vashem, Levadai, great song. But what the song means is Hashem will be left alone by Yamahu. Which well, is wait, this, oh, why would he wanted, uh, where does this Gemara come from that all of a sudden Where's where does Katina come up with it? He said that the pasuk says, Hashem will be left by himself on, the, on on that day. What do you think that means? That means he'll be left alone, just like he did before creation, with a destroyed earth and nobody on it.
1: Nobody. They won't destroy any time.
0: That's a, not a bad point, Barry. What do I do with this? Hashem promised he's never going to destroy the world again. At Parshas Noah. Yes. Yeah,
1: so What's Barry saying?
0: Barry is shaking his head knowingly as he does because he's wise. But I don't know the answer, honestly. Um, That's a good question. I don't know the answer. You stumped me, Garano. It's. I'll have to get back to you on that. Please find out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Okay, so Abaye Amar Trey Charev. So this is a weird machlokas, right? It's a machlokas whether it's going to be destroyed for 1,000 years or 2,000 years, okay? Why 2,000? Abayah says, He's going to revive us after two days. Um, okay, maybe you could say it's a little different when you know you're going to revive. I don't know. This is more like Asimov foundation stuff. L'Havdil. Okay, so clarify. So now, okay, so we have this opinions regarding what is the Shir Shal Yom. Now, we say it like this. Now the Gemara is going to turn to what we're going to say with the other parts of Shabbos. Let's go back to Shabbos. So during Shachas you're going to say, Mizmo Shil Yom Shabbos. Then, what are you going to say, Musaf? Amar Anan we're gonna to get to stuff now that we don't do. Okay. Uh, it's called Hazivlah. Hazivlah is an acronym for the Psukim of Ha'azinu. Okay? So we're gonna say Psukim of haazinu Okay. And V Ammarav Khan Shechalukin Khan Ka Rav is just making the point, and the postscript say you can't change it, that if you ever were um at uh, Eli German's Bar Mitzvah, Leo German's Bar Mitzvah, and you, he laid Parshas HaZinu in 1985. So then you know that you have to break up Parshas HaZinu in the same Chalukah that they Leviam did when they made the, right, when they made the, uh, when they said the Korbanus Musaf for Shabbos. That's just like a fun fact that it was the same. The, the halachic implication is you're not allowed to break that up. Sometimes, if you're going to make hosuffos, you have to do it after this breakup. Okay? Uh, so, that, so that's what they did. Okay? And, and again, the Marsha has an esoteric idea of haziv lach and the song of hazinu and why we say it uh, on Shabbos Musaf. Okay. Ayn Sham. Now, at Mincha, the Mayomin, what do we say? The Az Yashir that we're familiar with. At Kriyas Yamsuf. And then, umicha mocha. Okay. And then, and the psukim, umicha mocha. And then Ve'az az yashir again, which Rashi points out is the shiraz hab'er. Az yashir israel. Okay. So those are the, right, uh, the psukim that you say at mincha of Shabbos. Now, again, these are shirim that the Levim are singing at these karbanas. We don't do those today. Okay. And now, the Gemara wants to know, <coughs> how, Frequently, do we say, do we say <clears throat> the entire Hazinu every week? That's exactly what the Gemara asks. Ibailu, hadi kulubachash shapti yamlihu odim a kol shapti veshapter amichad. Rashi kulubachash shapti yamlihu alvin vayuchol kim apirkim bin imas hakol lahafseku machlefos klisheir v'ezkias chatzosos. What's going on here? When like they
1: the... say <coughs> Hazinu.
0: The... Right. So this is what we're talking about. That Hazinu, Hazinu was recited. Wow. It's an interesting thing. When Moshe Rabbeinu initially said Hazinu, he said, "I'm going to put this song in your head. It's going to reverberate in your head right. for generations, forever, and it's going to be like the the between us and the heavens and the earth." Right. Well, most people nowadays, unfortunately, don't know Hazinu by heart, but in those days, every Shabbos you sang Hazinu while you were doing the korbanos of Mincha. Now, of Musaf, rather. Now, the question is in the Gemara now. Is you say the entire thing in Rashi, what I was just pointing out by reading it was Rashi saying every chapter of Azinu, this is fascinating, every chapter is like a different song. So one is like, right, this is kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I work in a pediatric office, so they always have this movie on called Trolls. The premise of the movie is that there's rock and there's classical. And they all try to bring together. I'm not going to get into the plot. I don't even know the plot. I always see it out of order, and it's very trippy for me. But the point is that the different chapters of Azinu are supposed to represent sort of like different genres represented by different genres of music, right? Classical, alternative, soft, yacht rock, okay? And so what you're doing is changing out, Rashi says, the instruments for each song. You're going to have a different kind of vibe for every chapter of Azinu. So Rashi wants to know. Rashi's saying, this is why the Gemara would even think to ask the question. Are we, like, bringing, changing out the band through every Shabbos at Mincha at Musaf, rather, every Shabbos? We're going to, like, change, uh, right, change genres in the middle? Or are we going to have a different genre for every week and split up the Ha'azinu that, and from week to week? That's the question. So, we actually going to resolve friend, the question.
1: Me and my friend were taught
0: <clears throat> yeah. and all of a sudden, said to me, you know, I said to him, why don't you
1: memorize that? He said, yeah, I'll memorize Hazinu, because yeah. it's good, muster and it helps you with
0: the Hebrew language, you know? There you go. It's hard to understand the Hebrew language of Hazinu. I mean, I don't know if that'll work in the Shuk, but uh, but it is a great uh, thing indeed to, to know Hazinu, to know all the Torah, but Hazinu, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame if we don't know that by heart. This is what you and your friend talk about, Karanwats? That's pretty amazing. Okay, so Tashma. So, so, so we're going to resolve this. Tashma, Detanya, we have a bryce that resolves it. So, what does that mean? So, Ribyosi explained it like this that the length of time that it takes to complete the Musaf cycle once, the Mincha the cycle is going to be completed twice. What does that mean? In other words, right? you have six weeks because of six chapters of Al and then you have three. Uh, for the for the psukim of mincha, right? Because we had az yoshir, Mircha, mihamocha, and az yoshir. So Rabbi Yosi is teaching you that the az Yashir, the mihamocha, and az Yashir was said on three consecutive weeks, and then repeated again and again and again on a three-week cycle. And then the Hazinu, which has six right uh, sections of psukim, is repeated every section per week. So by the time you get through azinu, you've gone through the mincha cycle twice. That's what it means. And so, for every time that you go through the Azinu cycle once, you go through the Mincha cycle twice, Shmami Na, called of shapter Amichad Shmami Na. So now you know you do one aliyah, so to speak, one chapter per week. Ah. Oh. Good. So now, this all had to do with Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai, okay? And these are all the Takanahs we're going to discuss. We're going to try to summarize all of the Takanahs of Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai if we get there. But first, we have, to, we have to just get to, we know that Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai is inextricably uh, associated with Yavneh. And Yavneh was one of the Goliaths, right? It's technically yavneh Vikha it's one of the it's one of the exiles. So now we're gonna go through a little bit about exile here and <coughs> the order. Where's the word Yochan come <coughs> from? The the name Yohanan? Yeah. It's well, a good question. That I don't know. Where's the first, where Stop, from? I mean Hashem should have Khanan, Hain. Amrab Yudabar bar'idi, or uh, right, so we had ten journeys, right, from the, this is talking about the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Hashem sort of left, so to speak, the Shechina left, whatever that means, in ten stages. Mikroi, we can learn that from Sukim, then Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin correspondingly also left in ten stages. Migmar. That we know from tradition. So let's go through it. What are the Psukim? Mikapurus l'hrub, first it went from the Kaporus, the cover of the Ark, to the Khrubim. Umi Kruv and from one Khruv, right, the Khrubim were the children-like uh, things, so one to the other, which most uh take out, because after all, the Bach, the Sarashas, Dikduke Sofram, they all take out for two reasons. Number one, if you if you count them with this one, then it's eleven. And we really need to have ten. And if you're going to take one out, you're going to take this one out because after all, it seems like a lateral move, literally and figuratively. Now, you can't say that one kruv is closer than the other, right? So, anyways. And then, umikruv le miftan. Okay, so there from the kruv, it goes to what's called the miftan, which is really the threshold, right, in front of the courtyard. And then umikruv le chatzer, then to the actual courtyard. Umikruv le mizbeach, and then out towards the mizbeach. Umikruv le gag. And from the mizbeach, it went to the roof. Right, of the Mishkan, uh, of, umigag uh, lachoma, and from the gag, right, it went to the choma, which is like the wall of the chazer, right? Um, okay. What's the, right, mizbech Lagag umigag, lachoma sa'azzara, right, she says. Uh, okay. So that's the choma Azara. Is that what the, Azara, is that, is that deep enough? Is that what the, what the, the Kosal is? The Kosal is, uh, right behind the, the, uh, westernmost, um, no, it's on the, it's on the, it's on the western side, right behind where the Kodesh Kodeshon would be. It's the outer wall, okay. Um, and from the Chomasa Azara to Yerushalayim. Okay, so it goes out to Yerushalayim, and then Um, Yer Lahar, and from the city of Yerushalayim out, Hashem sat at the, at the Har, which Har? Rashi? Har Zesim. Okay? Rashi then explains, why, is, why are we going here piecemeal? Right? He's kind of tiptoeing out. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> He's like walking out slowly. Or when, when, when you say, I'm leaving now, I'm going to leave. You know I'm going to leave, but he doesn't want to leave because he wants to do tshuva. So he's tiptoeing out in stages, Rashi says. But eventually, mihar le-midbar, then he goes out into the midbar from Haar and midbar also v'yashvim koma. And then, right, we're going to have a pasuk in Micha that says he's going to go out to the celestial heavens, whatever that means, and we feel a slika of the shechina, or we feel like it's not the same. Shunemar, Eilech ashuva el Uh That's a pasuk, rather, in Yechezkel, I think. Eylech uh, ashuva el-mekomi is a pasuk in Hosea. Okay.
1: When
0: they say Reb Yochanan, is that but the Reb of Reish Lakish? Oh, is Reb Yochanan Reb Yochanan, Yeah, Reb, oh, Reb Yochanan is the Reb Yochanan, Reb Yochanan Reish Lakish. Yeah, I believe so.
1: That's Reb Yochanan Ben Zakai is Reb Yochanan <coughs> of the Reish
0: Lakish? That would make sense because we're talking about Reb Yochanan Ben Zakai. Very good. So Reb Yochanan Ben Zakai is talking about these these Goliaths. That's what it sounds like, yeah? It's the great Gaudel of Eretz Yisrael. Tainli Yav Nevech neve HaChame'el. Uh, yes. You sure? Wait, to no. know. I, I believe so, yes. Uh-huh. But Rabbi Yochanan
1: died when, what's that? Rabbi Yochanan died with Reish Lankage when he uh, punished Reish Lankage.
0: Okay, but this is talking about the Chor, a, after the korban, right at the end, Ten Li Avnevich the big Gadol, Rabbi Yochanan sat in Eretz Israel. There was a big already uh, movement in Bavel and all these Gemaras that we have. Rabbi Yochanan said this, Rabbi Yochanan said that as people were. Right? Are, 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 going back and forth. Revdimi and the like. Right? They're going back and forth, reporting what Rabbi Yochanan said. There was already a big presence in Bavel at that point. There was Gullus, man. But yeah, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rish Rabbi Yochanan mit Zakkai. Okay. So, so now he's gonna say it like this. Uh, so remember, Rabbi Yochanan said that there were psukim that alluded to these ten stages. So let's, let's run through it. <speaking in Hebrew> Okay, so it says, first it says, I'm going to speak to you from on top of the Kaparis. And then it says, He went on the Khrub and he flew. So now you're putting it together, took him from different places. The first one is in Chumish, right, that he's speaking from the between, right on top, of the, on top of the Kaparis. By Shmuel Bez already, he's talking about Me'al hakruv. Now again, that's not when the Gauls took place. So it's just kind of like an illusion, it's homiletics. Taking these illusions and, uh, applying them to the, to the sequence of Gullus here. Okay? So then that's where you have, the idea of the threshold. That's in Yecheskel. Okay? Right? I believe that's in, uh, that I believe is in, uh, as well. And in the isis Hashem There you go. So again, the, these Psukim, when you read them Pashab Shot in context, have nothing to do with the Goliaths. It's just you have different Psukim alluding to Hashem being in different places at different times. This is from Amos. And at that point, you say, well, that is stage whatever seven of his gullas. Uh, then he's going on the sanctuary roof that's in Mishlei. the Tov Tovla Shev's Alpinas Gag. Right, better to sit on the corner of a roof in that in that case to talk about than with a uh, with a uh, what you call it a a wife um, who's who's what who's like the contentious wife that's Klal Yisrael, okay? And then Migag <laughs> L'Choma Diksev Bine Hashem Nitzav Chomas Anach. let also, I believe, in Amos and Mechoma Leir Diksev Kol Hashem Leir Ikrah. You see, at a certain point, it says, in Michah, Hashem is going to call out to the people of the city, which is the Har, which is Mikedem Le'ir, east of the city, that's Har Zesim. That's Pasuk and Midbar, that is in. Mishle, better to dwell in the Midbar, and again, uh, what we said before, tov le'sheves al gag, Tov the Shevis Midbar. It would be better to be in the Midbar or on a roof than with this, right, woman of contentious anger. This is really Shlomo Amelch predicting that at some point Hashem is going to be out in the desert. Midbar also, as we quoted from, uh, Hosea, I'm going to go home. I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go home. Okay. So, I'm already Shisha Chadashim is pointing out that this, uh, stage when he was in the midbar, he stayed for six months waiting for tshuva, as the Gemara says. So, he wanted them to do tshuva, but that did not happen. So he says, you know what? Let them suffer by themselves. Their own, in their own, uh, right, sort of like agony. Hashem is saying to himself uh, during the, uh, slika, uh, the during the time that the shechina left in the Khorban, he he hung around, but then he says, "I'm out of here." Shneimar ve'einei rishayim tichlana umanos. is an Eov umanos avad min A very depressing pasuk. The eyes of the wicked is going to look longingly, right, and they're not going to have right manos. Manos is like right where you where you fight where you uh, run away for from, to, rather, where you run away to a haven, if you will, it's going to be denied. Avon Minahem. Betikvatam Mipach Nefesh. Their hope, what was once was a tikvah, what once was um, hopeful, is going to turn into agony. Very, very sad. And it's really like reflecting what Hashem had hoped that we would do tshuva and it just became agonizing. Let's uh, say we did tshuva. What would have happened? Ah, Wow we're gonna find that soon. We do true Hashem. All he wants to do is to be with us and to, and to rebuild the base of Mikdash here. but Amein. Okay, now the Gemara says in the last line of Laman Aleph from and the Aleph, uh, me, right? And, and therefore, the Gemara here means it, that the Sanhedrin, we have a tradition. We have a tradition that the Sanhedrin also correspondingly had these ten Galias. Lishkas went from the Lishkas Sagazis, which is where the Sanhedrin sat, to the chamber of hewn stone that was in, a, in an area on the Harbais, and Mechanus Then to Yerushalayim proper. Then Yerushalayim Yavne. That's what we're all mentioning This since Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai ending up at Yavne as we turn to Lamed from Yavne So there's a yo-yoing here from Usha to Yavne, Yavne back to Usha, Usha back to Yavne, and Yavne Usha again, and Usha Shafaram. For Usha went to Shafaram, Okay. That was during the Bar Kochva revolt. Crazy times. I mean, <speaking in> Shafram, Lebes Sha'arim. To a place called Beis Sha'arim. Beis Sha'arim, We're familiar with Tzipari. I mean, Tveria. Then they went from Sipari to Tveria. Those are not far from each other. And Tveria, Amukha, Mikulan. Tveria was, again, it's not the worst because it's still in Israel. However, right, it is. Uh, and again, all of the Jewish history, Halavai, we knew every aspect of Jewish history, but basically Tveria was the worst place the Sanhedrin was, right? <laughs> I'm going to sink down from the ground. And that's where you're going to speak to. That is the Sanhedrin reaching its low point. That's in, right? Okay. Now, we have a machlok. It wasn't 10 for the Sanhedrin, but the Sanhedrin had six. You have a Pasuk here with like six references of being brought down and lowered, and therefore that Pasuk itself, right, is, is again, it's in Isaiah, it's teaching you that Sanhedrin had six stops along the way, to which, should we end on a positive note here? I think so. Umishama, That's where they're going to be destined to be re- re- um, Redeemed, shenamar hisnari me'afar kumi shvi. Right, we should rise from it, and we should be able to get out of it. Beautiful. Okay, so now we're at the Mishnah. Now we're going to talk about a summary of all the gezeirs of Rabbi and as follows. One more. What was the another takana? A wild thing, an interesting thing I should say, that let's say the Bezdin had to be itinerant. Bezdin getting together different places, but doesn't have like a main place. Uh, do you have to go to where, the, where they are? In other words, the Kiddush is, there's two things. There's the Bez Havad, which is like the courthouse, and there's where the Bezdin actually sitting. So the Kiddush of Rabbi Yochanan Mitzakai is that even if Bezin isn't home, nobody's home. The Adam don't have to follow and figure out where the Dayanim went. They have to only go to the place of assembly, the Mokum Avad, which is like the courthouse. This is the Kiddush. that they don't have to follow the Al Bezin around. Just get a Bezin together in the courthouse. This we will see in the Gemara is referring specifically to Kiddush Achodesh. That was the Takana, and he did so in order to uh, make it easier, right, to reduce the stress of Edom coming for Kiddush HaKadosh, so they don't have to chase down the Av Bezdin. Okay. Where did so they ne- What they... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, why were they so itinerant? It's a good question. Um, so, so so, we'll see. We'll see. Um, there was a case, right, where a woman had to find the Av Bezdin, says the Gemar. Ha'i once there was a woman, Da'azmuna Ladina, she was, right, she got a summons, so, to Bezdin. Kameda memer b'nahardai. So it says, go to the bezdin of a memar in Nahardah. So Azal Amemar in Mechosa. So, but you see, a there—he was trying to take care of a lot of things. These rabbis are very busy, so he had business to do in Mechosa, rabb- rabbinical business. Velo Azal Basre. So she wasn't going to go to Mechosa. She went to the courthouse in Nahardah. So because of So she was put like in harem. He wrote a kvital against her. So Amalei Ravashi la memar. Ravashi says, what are you doing? What about that mission that teaches you about the Takana of Yochanan and Zakkai? That afilu roch based in bichol What about the idea that she doesn't have to travel with you? So Amalai, so Amalai explained to him, Yes, our mission is only talking about because we want them to have an incentive to go. We don't want to disincentivize them by having to chase business. But here, this issue with the woman was a monetary issue. And we have a famous concept based on a, uh, on a Pusuk and Mishle, that once you borrow money, you're like an evid, right? You're, you're like enslaved to the, to the malve to, to the person who you borrowed money from, which is to say, right, beggars can't be choosers. You borrow money from a guy, if he wants to meet you, right, in, in, in Owings Mills, so, you, so you'll meet him in Owings Mills, right? So in that particular case, she was, yes, obliged to follow him uh to um to and if you person, you could be in trouble down. right put be careful of the your feet and your legs yeah be careful of the loan sharks you you <laughs> want to hold on to, you want to hold on to those kneecaps okay all right so rishayim la los la duchan, another takana You know la- the Quran have to oh you know this they have to take off their shoes to 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 duchan. Zakai. amazingly that was one of the takanas i don't know if you know that why would they do that they did that because, this is explained the Gemara in, in, in Sota. they don't want him to sit down during, while he's doing it, to, tie, to untie his shoes then, okay? So therefore, right, because they think, oh, maybe he's not doing it because he doesn't have the right yichas. So, So basically, we say, go up there without any need to tie your shoelace. Amazingly, that's the reason. I always, I never wear shoes with shoelaces. And, I, and then I'm always amazed when I see Kohan and Pachking with it every time, especially in Israel, once well, every why day. Why they just wear shoes like me without shoelaces. Why? It's just comfortable. It's laziness. Okay. It's one less thing to worry about, uh, Geronim. It's okay. So anyway, it says the. So it says like this. The Brishah says Zu It turns out there's nine Tekhanus. What are the nine? Let's count it. Shis the high Six are those that we mentioned in the parik. Uh So what was that? Uh... The six that we mentioned in the parak, well, we talk about the shofar and Shabbos, the lulav, all seven days, right? The shofar and Shabbos, wherever there's basin, lulav all seven days, that the, the uh, korban na'omer that day is going to be for uh, us through the whole day to eat chadash, that the, you should accept testimony all day long of, for the kiddush chadash. that those adam uh, that saw the new moon only have to go to to the place of the, right, of the base as we said on Mishnah, so that's, that is... Uh, and then, and then this, this one just now, the sixth one is that the Kohanim don't wear shoes. Okay, so that's six. The of the And then we had one, the previous parak was, which was that the, that the, uh, Kiddush that we are going to be Chal Shabbos only for the months of Nisan and Tishrei. The Idach tanya. Another one is this b'risa. The following b'risa we're about to say. The Gershon's Gaib is Manhazet. That a Gershon's gar today, Tzorokshi Yafrish Rova Lakino. He has to set aside a quarter shekel for later for when he's going to have to bring a korban, right? That's important. And he and says, because you might end up having to bring a korban, right? Just in case the base of Mikdash is built. It's another one of those takanas, amazingly. So, no, he said, already voted over that and they were in mipnei Because it created a takala. What's the takala? Obvious. You don't want to create Mamun hetnesh. Right, you could have all this moment hektish every time. So they did away with that one. because <inaudible> you don't know how to handle it properly. papa <inaudible> of So the ninth what the ninth Takana was is a machlo, of nachon, of, by like of papa. Um, the um of is the fourth year. What's this? The fourth year food, fruits of the vineyard you have to bring to Yerushalayim. Like papa said. Nachman said the enactment was it's the it getting rid of that red string that we spoke about in Yuma that changed colors. Let's spell it out and then we'll daven. Repop Amar, kem the it's it's a mission in Miseshaini. Kem revayi, you have to bring it to Why? Mehalach yom From any place within a day's travel of Yerushalayim. Bezuhi, let's go over the boundaries. Tchuma, Zui Tchuma, here we go. Eilat min Adoram. These are going to be familiar places. To the south, it's a lot. Akorba Ako Minatsofon, that's the north. We know that. Lord minamarav. Lod to the west, Viardin minamizrach. and Jordan River to the east. What's the reason they had to bring all these fruits to your shalim? To make your shalim beautiful, to increase the number of fruits. Vitanya, He had these fruits in Tevi. He wanted to abandon the fruit to bring it to the Anium and not to bring it to Yisholayim. He said, wait a minute. Your colleagues already voted on this and they allowed it to be uh, and what is this? man, Who are your friends? That's referring to the Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Okay. So that is the second wide line where we'll pick up tomorrow with the red string As we resume tomorrow, Daf Lamid Bays.